Yo, 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 welcome to another round of In the House. I'm here with a very special guest, creator Shane Barry Hill, um, team in, uh, responsible for, for making the fantastic series Amazing Grace. I'm really excited about this series and the chance to speak with this creator. Uh, welcome. Thank you, Roderick. Man, it is a pleasure to be here on your podcast, brother. I'm excited to talk to you and uh, maybe have a little back and forth about Royal House Comics and uh, what we both got going on, man. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, I, I think the audience uh, um, is always intrigued about how comic creators and writers and artists get into making comics. So let me let me start off by asking you, how did you get interested in comics? And then how did you make the jump to wanted to create a comic and, and actually going into that, that side. All right. Uh, yeah, I'd say my, uh, creator journey is pretty indicative of most people. Um, you know, when I, I the earliest memories of drawing and writing, uh, when I was a young kid, a big Superman fan, of course. And, uh, then, uh, fast forward to middle school when I absolutely positively fell in love with comics was, uh, uh, Claremont and Silvestri's X-Men. Uh, man, that, that run was just fantastic. Changed my life, Roderick. Uh, and then, of course, Batman's, uh, the, the original movies about to come out, was coming out then. So uh, Ray Fogle was on Batman and just was blowing me away there. And then, uh, you know, uh, discovered uh, year one uh, Batman. And then, of course, found the Dark Knight Returns collected. And uh, it was it was just, that was it, man. I was in hook, line, and sinker. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think you're right. A lot of us just get so captured at a young age with with really, you know, cool. Not just the 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 visuals, but the story. And when you start reading it, it just kind of catches you in. And it's so funny how like, you know, a book, a comic can like spark you in that type of way to to want to, you know, become a writer or an artist or like you know to really want to do this. And you're just you know thinking it's something that's for kids or that's gonna stay in that stage of your life. So tell me how you wanted, how you got into actual creating comics, you know, at this stage of your life. Okay. Well, it's a long journey, man. So <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, back, you know, and, uh, like so many comic writers and just writers in general, I'm a failed artist, Roderick. I'm, uh, I'm good enough just to be uh bad if you know what I mean. So, uh, same way, man, but, <laughs> same way. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, back at, it was the turn of the millennium, man, which I'm dating myself. Um, I was, because uh, uh, I've got more silver than uh, in my goatee now than anything, just for the folks at home. Uh, but uh, I'd gone down to Orlando Con. I'd drawn this portfolio, and, uh, you know, it was it was pretty good um, in all humility. But it, it uh, and, and I think so more in the context of looking at uh, modern comics now with a um, you know, um, not that I'm comparing myself to any great mainstream artist, but you know, the, it wasn't the brutes and babe style art that, uh, mainstream comics was looking for. And I showed my portfolio to a few people and it was a good reality check and just, uh, for me, but, uh, I'd always been a storyteller. So I actually, um, still always drew just on the side, having fun, but, you know, I turned my, uh, turn my uh, more my creative output to the story side of things and I actually uh, 
wrote a novel called uh, Chance, Fortune, and the Outlaws. It's a prose novel, but it's a love letter to superhero comics. Mm. And a uh, man went through so many, tried to get an agent, went through so many rejection letters. Um, and in the end, I got uh, two warring over me for the book, and uh, which uh, uh, I was very fortunate and very lucky to have that occur. That's a story in and of itself I, I, I can talk about. Oh, uh, yeah. But, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you really quick because it's funny. You know, I'm submitting to, uh, you know, and the standard in the pros uh, community of agents is to give them uh, 90 days, basically review your submission. Well, I had one interested, uh, you know, 90 days went by and I, or, uh, and I was like, well, uh, I guess I, I'll keep sending out to elsewhere. Well, I did that and got somebody else interested. And so it's cause it's courtesy to go back to the first one. Yeah. And, uh, is the minute I did, it was like the next day, boom, they're calling me, emailing me, they want that book, and I, you know, and uh, not that I would ever have done this, but I'm thinking, man, if I'd known that was how to get them moving, I would have lied about it a long time ago. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, that's you know, you talk about a good problem, right? You went from from yeah. you know wanting somebody, and then now having multiple opportunities. So, you know, yeah, to, as a writer, I think that's a good spot to be in. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, I was really lucky, man. Uh, I mean, you know. Uh, uh, and you know, it was a lot of hard work and I was in time and position in my life. I could, uh, put that kind of work and output into it. Um, how many pages anyway, is the novel? Uh, I couldn't tell you that it's full length. It was published by Tor McMillan. They're the, uh, the world's largest science fiction and fantasy publisher. Um, it was, uh, released back in 2006 and it actually became, it was aimed at, uh, middle school kids. Um, and it became a New York Public Library's Books for the Teenage at the time, and also a Texas Lone Star uh, reader list, which a lot of uh, selection, which a lot of other uh, libraries, um, you know, they follow those reading lists. So, and that kind of, so man, but I, and I continue to write books, I'm still doing that. Um, But at the same time, man, I never lost my love affair with my first love, comics. so that you know that that's right a very similar story to me i i wrote a novel pharaoh versus versus priest and i always felt like this needs to be a visual and and, you know i wrote the book independent of the comic then i got with you know an artist and created the comic so i i also you know kind of delve in these two worlds of of just writing literature as well as creating comics and you know i i guess um that kind of leads into my next question is like your writing process Right. Do you consider yourself, a, you know, a classically trained writer? You know, like what is your background in writing? Did you just kind of get better <laughs> as you practice? Like, you know, I'm still I, figuring it out, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I say, uh, you know, I say if you stop learning, uh, then then that's the that's the curse of any creative. You stagnate, uh, you wither and die. Uh, you're doomed to just be a repeat rather than to continue. Um but yeah, I mean, but you know, like with anything, you practice. Uh, you want to be a professional baseball player, you put the hours in the batting cage uh, or batting cage. Uh, my nasal swing, I'm from the South, so I apologize to your listeners. Oh, no worries, no worries. <laughs> but, but, uh, and my dropping of the G's. But uh, anyway, man, um, so yeah, I just keep writing. I still write. I'm still trying to get better. Um, and, uh, just my process for comics 
it's kind of like with anything. Usually you come up with uh, the, the beginning of the story or the end, and, the, and then you know, like an epiphany. Two unlikely ideas come together, and you think, oh, well, wouldn't that be cool? And there's your story idea. Um, and then it's kind of a matter of filling out those pages. Now, I kind of use what's called, uh, some call it the snowflake method. You can look that up online, not to that degree, but I kind of, I'm more a, I'll let it gel a long time, but sometimes I will, uh, I'll do like uh, for comics, for example, most comics are 20 to 22 pages. Um, so I will print out, a, you know, a grid of 20 boxes and I can literally hit right in just in small form the beats of each page I want to hit. And then I'll flesh it out more and more and more. And then before you know it, you've got a full-fledged comic script. So you do that now, before the art, before the art, just with the story, uh, you know, yeah. on paper in, in you know empty boxes or panels or just kind of page by page. And, and yeah. Awesome. yeah. Go ahead, man. Awesome, awesome. Well, no, because that that um, you know, I I, you know, there there's different ways that you can go, uh, and I think that's a unique and really like uh, a um, applicable model for people that are trying to figure out like how would I do this, right? You know, some people follow the the, the visuals, some people really script out in detail for the artists, and I I, I kind of like that where you just kind of kind of temper out the the the, yeah. the book. Yeah, well, I'll get to, um, you know, and it helps you that that way you can build, uh, you know, uh, basically foreshadowing. You can develop themes in your book, um, you know, all those all those things that if you're just writing off the cuff, which I wouldn't naysay anybody of that at all. Um, in fact, you know, sometimes I will plot that out and then lose it or throw it away or no or come back to it or not when I start scripting. Um and now, since we're here talking about our webtoon, The Amazing Grace, which uh, this past Friday, um, it, the the uh, conclusion to the first season just dropped. Um, but like uh, the artist on it who did, man, the heavy lifting. I love our uh, all you artists. Um, I, I wish I had the skills to do what you do. I do not. Um, but Mike, um, Anyway, you know, I went to, and, and we can talk more about how I met Mike, but, you know, I went to him and said, uh, well, Mike, you know, uh, what do you like to draw, my friend? What what gets so that's 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 one. And, and Mike is one of the first times, you know, and maybe, you know, this is where I learned day by day, Roderick, uh, because, you know, as we've discussed, I was coming from a prose background. I was kind of just doing my own thing. And, I, and when I would approach an artist, it would almost be like, well, this is what I want a comic to be. Um, but a true collaboration in comics, and which is part of the beauty of the art form, is, you know, you make a baby together, literally. You know, it's not just, uh, you know, they're not your, um, you know, your, your staff, per se. You're really collaborating, really building something together. Something that you wouldn't have done on your own or that uh, the, the other person wouldn't have done on their own. But together they form this genesis to this unique, beautiful product. I agree completely. And, and you know, I went through that process finding, you know, my collaborator with Pharaoh versus Priest, who's an international artist. He's from Ukraine. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, you know, the, that union is so important to, to be on the same page and, and, you know, uh, the, I, I started with one artist who just didn't 
give me back what I had in my imagination. I didn't really know, know what, you know, what I wanted that character to look like because it was only on paper and words, right? And then I found, you know, uh, um, you know, Bodan who gave me something greater than my wildest imagination, which allowed me to go back go. into my writing and and like this is the character, uh, um, and that's that's how I work with with uh, with Royal House. So. We'll get into Amazing Grace. So, finish, yeah, tell me a little bit more about how you guys, you know, connected, and a little bit more about how you guys work together, and then we'll we'll you know talk about Amazing Grace and that that yeah. fantastic project. All right. Well, thank you, man. Well, I'm sure, like uh, on uh, Pharaoh versus Priest, uh, your artist being from the Ukraine, it's even though Mike and I are both based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, we've never met in person. That's something, and COVID has a lot to do with that. But. Uh, uh, that's something I hope to remedy very soon now. Um, but we were both members of, uh, in which big shout out to uh, all our local comic shops, but in uh, like Epicos and others. But in this case, I'm talking about a local shop, Infinity Flux. I uh, uh, can't say enough about uh, Jason and Megan and company. They're fantastic people, and they have built this uh, or did build this community of comics creators and zine creators, frankly, together called the Chattanooga Comics Co-op. And uh, again, and so that co-op structure just to help give creators tools to build comics together. And uh, they've met, we've made and printed a lot of anthologies. Uh, again, like every other thing, I think COVID's kind of put a damper on all that, but I hope that starts gearing back up soon uh, for the because it was a wonderful organization. But anyway, Mike and I were both a part of it, and each we'd see each other's work kind of online. What we're doing is like, hey, man, we should work together. And we just kept saying that and kept saying that. And finally, we did. Um, Mike, uh, he's done some comics work, but since we're both local and uh, he's from, he's more historically, I think, a portrait artist and stuff. So, man, this was a great opportunity to him to begin learning the vocabulary of of storytelling and, and, uh, and comics in general. And so, you know, and, and he, I could tell he was a super nice guy, which is always a pleasure to work with. Yeah. And he has, still has been, uh, he doesn't have a lot to work with me, Roderick, but you know, I try, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel, I feel the same way with my artists. They just, you know, <laughs> just add so much value to what I thought I wanted to do and just make it, you know, to, to, for somebody to have a partner like that, that can help you bring your imagination to life. It just really yeah. gives you, you know, more motivation and, and you know, spirit to continue to create. So tell me about Amazing Grace. Just just right. right right as you see it, you know, the lines and, and the art is amazing. But even well, if you take a deeper look into the story, like I was just telling you, some of the, you know, some of the action scenes are really kind of keep you engaged. So tell me how you guys how you guys came up and and, you know, created Amazing Grace. Well, man, my elevator pitch for the book, uh, and I hope I don't uh, flub it here, is uh, basically in 1981, uh, Grace Jackson and her sister knights travel the globe fighting supernatural evil while trying to unravel the mystery of Grace's past. Uh, she's a warrior for truth, love, and friendship. She is the amazing Grace, man. Um, but uh, to go more in depth and detail, um, Grace is part of uh, a holy order of uh, basically all female knights. Uh, Grace herself is, is, uh, 
is is black. She is, uh, which is not revealed in this first arc, but as the story progresses, uh, it'll be revealed at least currently she has dual citizenship between America and France. Uh, you know, expert martial artist, um, and there's just uh, a lot more. But in this first story arc, you know, they take down uh, the the uh, Prince of Darkness himself, Dracula. And uh, to answer your next question, Roderick, was uh, I very intentionally use a public domain character for Grace mm-hmm. that would uh, have my cake and eat it too? <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, it's it, it it works. That panel, just like I said, is very captivating. And, and you know, you let me know a little bit more about Amazing Grace just makes makes it that much more interesting. And and the, the idea of following a female lead, uh, a, a, you know, a person of color in a strength, you know, capacity that's that's, you know, really her character carries the story and, and not so much, you know, the, the look she's, you know, it's really, I think, uh, inspiring and, and something that, like I said, just, you know, a very complete project. And tell me a little bit about how, how you guys chose, you know, I know the character backstory a little bit, but tell me about how you guys came up like with, with choosing to, to go that way. Was it just kind of, you know, throwing ideas around or was it very deliberate? You know, tell me about a little bit more about the creation of Amazing Grace. Uh, well, I'll be honest with you on a, uh, a conscious level, I, Roderick, I would love to take credit for saying I was really trying to do something, but, uh, to be honest, that's just who the character always was, man. I mean, you know, uh, at least in my mind, uh, now, but it, it's a recurring theme through my work. Um, uh, another book I've written, uh, in prose is called bad mojo and it follows a, uh, hoodoo woman of a uh, young hoodoo woman of mixed race zora banks which is is named after uh zora neil uh sorry yeah i took the name um and uh you know i read some of her work and studied and in college and it's really always stuck with me uh frankly and uh one line in particular um and, and again, I am not taking credit in any way, shape, or form for doing, you know. Um, but you know, there's a line in the book about it says the black woman's the mule of the world, and everybody knows that is simply not right. It is not right, and uh, and, and they didn't mean it to, to say it. They were na- uh, Zora was naysaying it in the book mm-hmm. um, is what I'm trying. But just to be honest, though. Um, it was, I was just trying to make Amazing Grace more reflective of the world that we, I, you know, we're out of the South, that we live in here in the South. Um, and it is a, is a diverse, beautiful, multicultural world. And uh, everybody should have an opportunity for everything. But um, I, I think that is, that is the best, you know, I think that's awesome. Right. You know what I mean? It, you, you know, taking, um, you know, taking, uh, you know, the, this, this, you know, concept and like in writing, the story tells itself once you get in there. Right. So I, you know, with, with Pharaoh versus Priest or, you know, Don Bay, some of these other, you think you have an idea, you know, of what this character is going to do. But when you start writing and you start, you know, putting these different personalities together, you're like, oh, wait, no, that, that doesn't work. You know, th- this, she has to, in order to be this powerful, 
right? right? In order to be this influential, she's got to be a black woman, right? You know, or, or <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like in order for, you know, for this, you know, you know, somebody I thought was going to be, you know, my character's ally or like, well, you know, no, he's got to be, he's got to be a villain. You know what I mean? It doesn't work if they're together. They got to be, they're, they're too different, right? So, you know, I, I think, I think the backstory, the creation, uh, uh, the creators really did a good job of letting the story, the story tell itself and letting the character evolve into what it is. So amazing nice. grace. Uh, uh, you guys have a, have a Kickstarter coming up. You guys have webtoons that are out. Uh, kind of tell me a little bit about the, the plan distribution wise for amazing grace. Well, yeah, and amazing grace. And, and I should add one final caveat, you know, uh, uh, about amazing grace. Um, she has, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, her mysterious past. Now, her ethnicity ties in heavily with that. It, it, it will make total sense. Now, I can't give that away now here, Roderick, but it is part of who she is. You I guys got to read it, audience. You guys got to get yeah. in there and read it. I can't wait. Yeah. But, man, as far as Amazing Grace herself and its distribution, again, it's available on Webtoons. Uh, be sure and search uh, the word the at the front, the Amazing Grace. Um, but we're just trying to build a following there right now. We may explore um, print options. In fact, I know we will in the future for Grace and what we've got going on. But right now, just strictly, we want to, you know, uh, we it's you know we purposely chose Webtoons on this particular project. Uh, we just thought it's a good platform for it. Um, um, now, just because you know, comics they enrich life, man. And sometimes, you know, and I hope. You know, Michael and I have talked about it, and I hope it does gangbusters, and I hope, uh, you know, Mike sees all the financial rewards that can result from someday from uh, Webtoons. But, man, I don't have to tell you, Roderick, when you have a story you want to tell, you want it out in the world. And uh, and if you're passionate about it, I mean, yeah, I always and uh, want to get paid and uh, make money as anybody does. But if you love the story, it's just almost impossible you just got to get it out there. It just has to be out there. You're, you just, you're, it keeps you awake at night. If you're just, uh, you know, it's just impossible for you to do otherwise. And I just thought, and, uh, you know, in all humility, it's not like we're doing, you know, I'm not trying to blow grace up, uh, as far as what I do, but just humbly comics in general do enrich life. And I love it that there is free. Somebody can get on webtoons right now no money no subscription or anything although we would love it if you would like share and subscribe the book but they can get online right now search the amazing grace on webtoons and just have a fun reading experience well you know i i think you know i i have two daughters and and you know i'm I'm a girl dad and i think following your character like you said it, it would touch somebody's life you know, I think there's only so my my son loves Miles Morales, right? You know, he's connects to the to the Spider Man, but for young women, young artists, writers, you know, that are in that impressionable stage like we were when we read Batman or when I, you know, started following Ninja Turtles, right? To have right. those those strong character driven female leads that are kicking kicking tail and t- you know what I mean? It's just just very yep. powerful in so many dynamic ways is really inspiring man i think i think if it touches one person's life that would have been worth it you know absolutely i i, I do want to talk because i always talk about the business of comics right and the more in you know young 
young people, right? Not just, you know, women and women or men, but, uh, you know, the more people that it can reach, I think the more impact it can have, even though it starts as a real personal, you know, a creative process and, and collaborative experience. Um, let's let's just talk busy, man. Is there any money in <laughs> comics, right? Is this something that you can do beyond just, you know, wanting to, ex- you know, expression? Is is there any money in comics these days? Let, let me, let's have a real conversation about <laughs> the business of comics. We will, but uh, before we get to there, man, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll be as open with you as you, as, as you want, Roderick. Um, um, just to piggyback off what you just said, uh, somebody uh, who's much smarter than me, and I'm paraphrasing, said something like, uh, if kids are going to, uh, you know, meet dragons in life, and they meant that figurative, of, of course, let them at least have heard of uh, brave knights and uh, heroines. And, uh, you know, if Amazing Grace can accomplish that with with uh, with your daughters or with anybody, man, it will be 100 percent. And I know I speak for Mike, the artist, when I say this 100 percent worth it, uh, no matter if we ever make a dime. But speaking of making dimes, uh, yes and no in comics. I mean, it's 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 uh, there are. There are pros and cons, um, and you know, as far as the comics world, I, I mean, first of all, I should say I don't do comics full time. I don't even write books full time. It's uh, it is a uh, it's a very uh, insecure funding stream unless you're a huge name. Um, the uh, when I started writing prose books, I, I you know, you see the, uh, and I, and this will all circle back around to our comics conversation, just to give you context for it. Um, I had to learn the hard way about the 80, 20 rule. And that was, uh, about, uh, only 20% of like, say a publisher's authors bring in 80% of the income. In other words, it's a popularity contest. You gotta be Stephen King, JK Rowling, um, Walter Mosley, all those big name guys. Um, but uh, so comics uh, and uh, is probably much the same way. Um, there are um, I have made money from comics. I'm making some now. One of the projects I have, which I can't talk about, which actually features well, I can tell you this much about it. It does feature another woman of color as the lead, but uh, and it is a uh, kind of a co-owned project, and it's for another digital platform which I absolutely love and you guys should check out. Uh, it's called, uh, the, the app is Macroverse. Um, and they have a, a fat, lot of fantastic titles on there and uh, have uh, spearheaded uh, a lot of new things like the, the uh, tap on your mobile um, method of reading. But I've got a project there that yes, I, I'm getting a, a, a page rate to write per se. Oh, it's more. possible. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and and I've had that in the past, um, and, and other things. But I, I you know, I think, uh, and I've I've been lucky enough to uh, get to stand in uh, line for barbecue at like Heroes Cons, uh, which is a huge convention. Uh, Shelton Drum and all those guys uh, at Heroes uh, aren't hard to find. Put on uh, what, in my limited experience, is one of the most finest true comic conventions out there in North Carolina and it, it, because of COVID it got next this year, but, uh, next year it will come back. But, you know, they talk about that, 
you know, big name artists more. They can make more money often off like Kickstarters than they would uh, work getting a page rate at D- DC or Marvel, for example. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a catch-22. You have to be good enough because what those artists usually do first and uh, in which DC and Marvel have made a keep continue to make changes, you know, by signing exclusive contracts and all this stuff and nothing against DC or Marvel. I, those are the comics I grew up on. I love those heroes. Uh, I have a soft spot for them now. And man, would I love to play in those sandboxes a hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, but as far as an artist or writer's career in comics, uh, you almost, I don't think you can't, let's just face it as far as mainstream comics uh and we're not talking about you know the uh the uh the middle school new market or manga for example Mm -hmm. but that's true too um those platforms are uh i'll give you the notoriety which in turn allow you to get out there and then do your own thing successfully and uh and lucratively um so you know that's uh, it's invaluable um, well, I think other... I think you I think right. you're touching upon, you know, expanding what comics can do business wise, right? You're talking mm-hmm. about a webtoon, right? That's that's not starting as a traditional, you know, soft cover comic in a store, right? It's a new model. It's taking advantage of new technology, Absolutely. right? So so you know, following an old model, I think I think you're right. You know, you 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 know, it's very very limiting as far as what you can do with this IP. But now, you know, with with uh, the advent of, of print-on-demand, of digital comics and these phones that we have, and just, you know, if you're not going to play in that sandbox, utilizing all the resources that you have to do what this IP can do, right? To build a, a following, right? You know, I talked to my team, Royal House, about selling 100 T-shirts at 20 bucks, and that's, <laughs> that's $2,000, you know, that, right? So, yeah, before we even make a hard book or or you know before we get any subscriptions you know if we get enough following that are you know interested in us as as people and and our creation is good enough visually and and you know touches upon you know the some heartstrings or some connection in your imagination they'll buy a shirt for for you know 20 bucks to support you and yeah. and, and to to help you make this idea greater so i think you're you're right on that you know it's, it's really comes back to you know, not just being comic creators, but, you know, uh, expanding what, what the business side looks like. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Roderick. Um, I mean, let's face it, how do we consume media these days? Uh, I, I Probably 80% of mine is off my mobile phone. I mean, you and I are literally talking through the ether right now, my friend, and uh, we would be fools to ignore that, I think, as, uh, as creators, as businessmen, uh, and just take advantage of... Uh, you know, safely of the, of, you know, new technologies and such coming down the pipe now, new ways of storytelling. I, I'll make no bones about it. I love comics, but I, I see them as a medium for story. So I, I I'm story first, comic second. Um, but I, I mean, I do, I, I, I do love, love, love comics. Um, there are those who would disagree with me. Um, um, but you know, who are just very, circle the wagons when it comes to comics. I, I personally, I think that's the wrong approach. I think, I think we got to be, open. I think that's part of the problem of what we see as a shrinking medium. Now, of course, um, 
I, I'm also a more print guy. When it does come to a comic, I really love. Um, ultimately, I will read it in digital. That's what I'll do. I will access it. But ultimately, I'm going to get a print book too, admittedly. Um, just because, you know, I love the medium. I love the art form. I love the textile of it. Um, but being a lover of story, man, I, I got to I gotta have my juice. So I get on that mobile and I, and I will check it out, man, right then and there. And it's, oh, it's wonderful. But that's usually just my gateway into that and ultimately into that printed thing, which uh, so, you know, and that's kind of the experience we ultimately hope to cultivate through uh, the amazing grace and other things. Um, there was a question there, I think. Well, no, I think I think we touched upon it. Like where where can you, you know, where can you take an idea and you know we want to to get our stories out but we also want to be able to to get valued for time and if something's really great like i'm watching i'm watching thor a million times on marvel and and hulu like i would love to watch amazing grace on on hulu or you know to to have it you know it that that and you know that that idea you know beyond just you know my daughters which i would love to to you know see it right and just to impact people on a wider scale to be valued that way. I, I watch, I watch things on TV and I also skip by a bunch of stuff that has made it to that success, right? Just because it's a Marvel or DC book doesn't make it good, right? right. I, 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 you know, I skip whole series of, of or arcs or, you know, they'll, they'll tease something and they'll never release it because it doesn't gain that following. So I think this, right. this whole concept that, you know, the top two are better you know their ideas are better right when they're really just been recycling a lot of good ideas since we've been kids and amazing grace is just so new and so so needed you know and, and to how do we make it how do we expand the business to get it out to more people where we're not Buddy, you, yeah you're doing it right now you you are you are building the world you want to become with rural house comics and uh and i'm doing it with amazing grace and that's what we we want to see um now, of course, you and I, 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 I'm speaking for myself here, you know, there are creator savants who are just so darn good, you know, people will just flock to their stuff. I humbly and am very much aware that's not me. And I realize 50% of my equation is, uh, try, you know, I have to, you know, if I don't believe in my work and push it, nobody else will. And that's just part of the game of comics as well, of, of anything in life. But I value the work. I want these stories out there. Um, and and uh, and so I take no shame in that. Uh, you're 100% right. And I don't feel bad about, li like you said, man, I can't tell you how many times I've watched clips of Avengers or all that stuff. And, and I know ultimately, in a way, it's, it's to sell toys or merch or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. But I also know... Uh, that Jack Kirby was not even thinking about those things when he came up with it. He was wanting to make awesome comics and, and tell stories and him and Stan Lee, admittedly, and Steve Ditko. And, um, you know, even back in the golden age, Matt Baker, I mean, he wanted to make awesome comics and, uh, you know, so, and what we consume now, Masters of the Universe or Transformers, yes, there are toys, but you can't tell me the creators and artists and storytellers behind there did not care about that. It, I, I guarantee you, they are too good. It was not just a job for them. Mm -hmm. They invested their heart and soul into some of that stuff, and, and that's what I take out of it. That's what I love about it these days. So. Well, I can see that in Amazing Grace. You and Mike uh, Salter uh, just have a really good 
idea and product and, and concept on, on your hands that you guys have developed with, and I can tell it took a lot of time and, and passion. Um, kind of, you know, kind of rounding out, you know, we've talked about uh, the business, you know, if, if Amazing Grace, and, and I think creators have to, like you said, they created the book and never thought about, you know, the toy or the video game or what would come next. If Amazing Grace was as successful as you had envisioned, what would that look like? Oh, wow, man. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I haven't. I, of course, I've thought about those things, but I haven't put it in concrete form. Um, I would love to see, um, I think Amazing Grace would work best as uh, some kind of syndicated TV series ultimately, but that would all for me, I mean, I would love to see that. Uh, anybody who says they don't is probably a little bit of a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all want to. <laughs> but I would ultimately hope those things would increase uh, avenues for Mike, the artist, and uh, bring them back to the story, to the source material. That's something, unfortunately, like we mentioned, the Avengers movies doesn't really happen. I think they get a lot of blips. And that's just, that breaks my heart because, um, you know, the stories you and I grew up, grew up reading and, and just all the other, the, you know, the indie explosion uh, during that time are such good stuff. I, I so wish that uh, America would realize, wake up and realize, um, like much of the uh, world at, at large has, just that comics are a genre that plays to all race creeds and colors ages you can find something for everyone and uh you know and it is a uh it's an active unlike watching a movie or something it's it's almost a participatory thing because your imagination has to fill in between the panels it's a give and take and it's just again it's what's beautiful about the art form um anyway that's that's, <laughs> that's awesome it's 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 been an amazing experience just talking with you shane and and um, you know, Mike's work speaks for itself. You know, I, I, you know, when you guys have other projects, I would love to have you guys back, maybe you know, together and talk about, you know, how you guys create. Because I think a lot of young, new creators are. I see that a lot in the forums. Like, how do I do this? How do I make a comic? Right. So all each of our sharing of, of that experience, uh, especially when you're able to produce such a, a good work as Amazing Grace. Uh, um, is definitely valuable. So thank you. Uh, before I let you go, how, how do people find you? How do people get to experience Amazing Grace? Let people know how they can find you and Mike and and, and Amazing Grace and, and experience that. All right, man. Well, um, absolutely. Um, you know, and uh, I appreciate. It. I've I've taken from you today, Roderick, and your leaders. I mean, excuse me, your readers and listeners. And uh, so I want to give back a little bit and uh, help some of the people who've helped me and talk to those young comics creators right now. And uh, The Amazing Grace is on Webtoons, Line Webtoons. If you'll go to Line Webtoons and search The Amazing Grace. But another fantastic uh, webtoon out there is uh, by my buddy uh, Walter Ostley, who uh, is Ghost Bats. He's done many things, but that's his latest. And I bring him up for the young comic creator or old comic creator out there who's young of heart and wanting to learn and get started in webtoons. I know Walter stuff's definitely helped me. Walter is a guru. He has tons of uh, YouTube videos that talk about process and, and everything going on. 
uh, and how to build right uh, from top to finish a webtoon. So a young comic creator wanting to get their stuff out there, it's an immediate way to do so and learn. Um, and um, so again, um, check out uh, The Amazing Grace on uh, Line Webtoons. Uh, also, if you'll go to YouTube and search Jason and the Olympians, that's a, a new project I'll have coming down the pipe, a Kickstarter in August, um, and it's Jason, J-A-C-I-N. It's, uh, it's the short feminine version of uh, Jacinta, which is Portuguese, Jason and the Olympians. It's kind of uh, a, uh, an imagination. Imagine if the world of, of Greek mythology just continued to exist throughout history and then even to 100 years into the future of where we are now. And uh, it's a spacefaring adventure, uh, again, f- female-led um, and uh, people of color uh, throughout. Um, and uh, so, again, Jason, J-A-C-I-N, and the Olympians. It's a YouTube video uh, that highlights the Kickstarter we have coming out in August. Um, in the meantime, please enjoy, spread the word, and like, and subscribe. Uh, the Amazing Grace on Webtoons. And uh, check out everything here with Roderick and Royal House Comics, my friends. Thank you. Thank you very much. Shane Berry Hill, Mike Salter, The Amazing Grace. Uh, definitely going to be looking out for that and, and supporting that. Uh, we'll see you guys next time for another round of In the House. You guys have a good one.